to heal thyself. I am Jess Pfeffer, the founder of Real Connection Sofa, and I'm excited to share holistic experts, practitioners, and healers each week with you. They'll be sharing their journeys into the health and wellness field and leaving you with tips, tools, and techniques for you to use in your own personal life. Today, we, ha- we have Shelby Seidler, a realtor and a business coach. Welcome, Shelby. Hi, thank you so much, Jess, for having me. Thank you for joining me. I'm so excited to have you on today. Um, we talk about the different buckets and, and balance of life and how sometimes we tend to focus on one and then we neglect another. And um, I would love to just chat with you a little bit about you being a business coach and how you've used that to also do networking and for people to create social relationships. So if you can tell us a little bit about who you are and what you've been up to these days. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, I guess a, a, in a nutshell of who I am, I got my degree in psychology and I've always been very heavy on working on myself. I've always looked into people like Tony Robbins, read their books. I've always been like a self-help book junkie. And uh, slowly as I got deeper into psychology, I became more intrigued by sales uh, than to go a sort of therapy therapist route. So out of college, I got my real estate license and I started cold calling for a company and I met my fiance and he was like, what are you doing cold calling? And he was also a realtor, but he was like, what are you doing cold calling and giving the leads to agents? You know, if you were to do that, you could do that working with me. And so I hopped on board, started working with him, and we formed uh, the home team now. And so we have a team that we have of uh, six people now. And so that's been awesome. But we it's become a system now that's sort of not self-running, but uh, it's given me a lot of time to pursue other things. And a big passion of mine is coaching and business coaching and sales coaching and helping other women in particular. That's more so uh, what lights me up. So now I do business coaching and I help with sales. I help uh, people get clients online through social media and, uh, and yeah, I know you came to an event of ours of my uh, my partner, Jamie, and I. We put on an event uh, every month, and it's a group of women that get together to, to meet each other. I, I, we didn't really want it to be a networking event, but we wanted it to be an event where there was a little talk in the beginning uh, around something self-helpy around something around uh, relationships, working on yourself, connecting with people. And then from there, go into conversations with the, the people that are around you and connecting because I really wanted to have people engage and create genuine connections. I know oftentimes at a lot of networking events, it can feel so cold and it can feel I sometimes feel like people are walking around just thinking in their minds, like what's in it for me, you know, and they bop between conversation and person to person and, and they don't really leave with anything real genuine. And that's what we wanted to avoid. 
Well, you definitely did a great job at it. And that's funny. That's actually why I called my company Real Connections, for lack of a better word. My One of my close friends, Ryan, she was like, something about keeping it real, keeping it real. And I was like, okay, I can't call my business keeping it real. Um, so it makes perfect sense why I was attracted to you. And I had already known you. And then my friend Jamie's like, there's this event. I feel like it's so you. And she didn't say your name, I think at first, or maybe she did. And I was like, wait, no, I know Shelby. Like that's Johnson. So it was one of those beautiful, you know, kismically uh, meant to be situations. And the topic that I went to, I'd love for you to chat a little bit on that because that really resonated with me. And, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I'm also a Hispanic, right? So my parents are Venezuelan and Cuban. And there's a saying in Spanish, um, I'm probably going to butcher it, but Dígame quien tú andes con, me voy a decir quien tú eres. Tell me who you walk with. For those who don't know what that means, um, tell me who you walk with and I'll tell you who you are. And yes. that was definitely something always said to me as a child. Um, and I feel like that topic you brought up in that um, event that I went to. So can you please speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So I, you know, going into that event, I wanted to prime everybody to really take the time to think about, um, you know, who they surround themselves with and, you know, who impacts you because you are the average, I, I guess the English form that gets thrown around a lot is you are the average of your five closest friends. And I've always wanted to elevate myself. I've always wanted to, you know, I, I, I didn't really want to be the best person in a friend group that's bringing everybody around me up. I wanted to have a mixture of people that brought me up, maybe somebody here and there that I could help with and, and kind of trade off skills. And, you know, I love the kind of atmosphere where you're talking about an idea or a goal or something like that. And then somebody that you are friends with that you surround yourself with, have them be like, oh, you should talk to this person and they might be able to tell you something about this or, or they could introduce you to somebody else. And I love putting myself in those in those situations. And, you know, it makes me think of Tony Robbins was talking about how he wanted to get involved in investing and he had a mentor. He has a mentor and he was telling his mentor, like, I want to get involved in investing and growing my money. And his mentor was like, well, how many investment friends do you have? And he was like, well, probably like two or three. And he's like, okay, uh, do you hang out with those people? And he was like, well, no, I probably not. No. And he's like, okay, find some investment friends and hang out with them. Because before you know it, you know, maybe you do want to get into investing and they're talking about, oh, have you seen this stock or whatever? Have you seen? And they start talking to invest. They're bringing investing into your world. And it's as easy as that. And so I, I want to make life easier on myself by bringing in those, you know, people that I have common interests with. You know, I think one of the things that I do as I bop around and I meet people and bump into people, uh, I, I like to friend date and just kind of have like, you know, meet somebody for coffee or for lunch and get to know them. And I'm very careful about language, like, you know, how somebody talks about themselves and are they using more victim language and, you know, is, is everything everybody else's fault and are, is that their mindset and they're, you know, are they believing that, 
are they calling themselves a, a negative Nancy or more of a like a you know not an Debbie Downer? Yes, those those types of things I really look out for. And I'll never be mean or rude or anything to anybody, but I just won't choose to, sur- I, I won't make much of an effort to, to surround myself with them. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't think that there's anything you have to do to get people out of your life. I think the effort is towards building the good, right? So just working towards who do I want to surround myself with? I don't think you necessarily need to be like, listen, I don't like who you are and your attitude. So I want to cut you out of my life. Like just start hanging out with other people. Sure. Yeah. I think that's like the approach of, you know, deciding to focus on this bucket, obviously about relationships, but also not being mean. And I, I'm sure you do it in the, in the nicest way. And I, and I could appreciate that because I'm sure another saying that comes up is, you know, you don't need a lot of friends. You just need like a handful of good friends or, you know, quantity over quality. And I think especially as we get older and as women, I've definitely noticed the the ins and outs of relationships and groups. And sometimes I do get kind of insecure in my head, like, wow, like, here I go again, like making new girlfriends. But then I remind myself, like, that's because some other friendships, yeah, kind of lost their way, whether again, yeah, there were some negative people that I realized and taking your advice and being reminded at your event of that, it definitely made me reflect like, okay, do I want to put my time and effort into someone who is not doing the same or is exactly that, like being negative? Or do I want to surround myself around other women that are go-getters and, you know, building businesses and taking care of themselves? And of course, and that's one thing I was going to ask you about too, when it comes to, you know, buckets and relationships, you know, finding people that are stuff in common, um, but at the same time, maybe meeting people that are different and that way you could grow, right? If we hang out with the same type of people all the time, the same friends from, let's say, middle school and high school, and we don't form new relationships with people that are different, sometimes I think things can get stagnant. So at your event- I agree. Please tell me. Well, I was going to say, I, I agree with that. Definitely. I personally, I'm surprisingly, I consider myself an extroverted introvert. I can turn it on and I can be a social person, but the majority of the time, like my tendency is to hermit myself and to, you know, just do whatever I want to do. Be I, It's a bit strange maybe, but I, so I sense a lot of times just in my life when I'm like, you know what, I need more play in my life and I need more fun. And I have a few friends that, they're more on the crazy side. And so I'll hit them up whenever, you know, I feel like, Hey, what are you guys doing? They're always doing something. They're always going out here and there having fun, hanging out at home, like just having like some champagne. And so I'll hit her up when I'm like, I need to have that more playful side. And then, you know, I have more, I have more serious friends that, you know, I hang out with and all we do is talk about business ideas and, Uh, I think you need different friend groups for different reasons Uh, or, you know, maybe my fashion shopping friends and whenever I want to go just buy something or go shopping or something like that. So I definitely think it's important and especially like the way that I work around an event and the way that I meet people is I don't like speed date with people rather 
in a room full of 50 people, I might have four or five conversations, but those conversations are deep. And I'll talk to the weirdest people. And (laughs) I'm so intrigued by people because I'm just so everybody has a background, everybody has a different story. And I think it's important to hear, you know, wow, you know, what, what is it that, you know, I, I have a tendency to go deep with people to the I, I don't I never know, like how deep somebody's willing to go, but I'll keep it surface and then we'll bob a little deeper. We'll bob a little deeper. And if they go with me, I'm like, okay, cool. This person's <laughs> willing to open up more. Sure. But I accidentally end up asking questions like, oh my gosh, like you're so driven. Were your parents like that? Like the, on the, fir- the first time of meeting somebody, like were your parents mm-hmm. like that? Like what are, what do they do? What are they, you know, where did you grow up? What did you do? What was your first job? And I end up like interviewing people that way. But I just get so curious about people. And, and then I think you can pick and choose. I, I think it's really important to have really awesome relationships in all areas um, and then access those whenever you want to turn on a situation in your life or, or when you want to amplify fun or being playful or whatever, more serious. Um, so, yeah, definitely relationships can be used in many different ways. Yeah, you said about going deep. I actually bought a board game, or a board game, a card game. It's called Deep. And that was exactly my intention was to bring it next time I have girls over or even at one of your events. And it's a bunch of questions that are, you know, some you're like, ooh, right? You kind of get that uncomfortable feeling. But at the mm-hmm. same time, like, yeah, that is going deep. Like having friendships and, you know, I have a couple of new friends. And sometimes, again, I question like, do I even know their parents' names? And I'm like, I don't. Like, I feel like I should right? Like if there's a relationship forming, or I have a few new friends that have kids, although lately, I feel like I have been attracting more people like me without kids, right? Because that kind of makes sense. But I'm like, I don't even know their kids names. And, you know, again, I feel like the way that you look at someone and the way to develop new relationships, kind of like your event, you had those questions, which I would love to hear from, um, is sometimes those things that kind of get glossed over, because again, we're focused on our other buckets, okay, we're at an event. Yeah, like you said, what am I going to get out of it, right? Am I gonna, you know, get someone to come to my event, which, you know, or my workshops or my yoga, and I kind of, again, catch myself like, wow, Jess, like, don't be a hypocrite, you know, like, don't just come here for that intention. Because sometimes, yeah, I am looking for other friends that, you know, also don't have kids and maybe have more of a flexible schedule, or, you know, it could be filling my other bucket, someone else that likes health and wellness, because it'll maybe give me accountability for my self care, right, is not necessarily mm-hmm. for a specific thing. So um, can you tell us a couple of those questions? I know I, I connected really well with the lady that I was matched with that evening. Do you remember some of them? I think I do. I remember. So I think they were the first few questions were more light. I think they were like, are you more introverted or extroverted? I think that was one of the questions. Another one was, I know one of the deeper ones was like, what are you most afraid of? Or what do you do very often that you think you should do less of? Or what Mm -hmm. do you wish you did more of? Um, questions that were kind of open-ended like that and that really inspire more conversation. Mm. Do you mind answering that question yourself for us? (laughs) What do I do? Which one? The first one, that one. What do I do too often I need to do less of? Or the Mm. opposite? What do I do too often that I need to do less of? Uh... 
I would say I'm a big thinker. I think a lot about a lot of things. And I would say I should think less, which may or may not make sense, but I would love to be more instinctual and action driven and just take those instinctive actions and trust that it's going to be fine. But Mm. I'm very cautious about which actions I take. And so I've, I can be aware of that. And there's moments where I realize I'm thinking too much about something and I should just do it or not do it and stop like (laughs) thinking about it. But yeah, that's probably what I would say. Hmm. Okay. Love that. Um, So going back to the bucket. So we're talking about relationships in terms of social connections, of course, Um, and knowing that you have a fiance and you run all these amazing businesses. um, How do you feel that you live a balanced life? Do you have anything that's set up in your routine? You mentioned about friend dates. Do you have like once a week? Do you have calls? Do you go on trips with your girls? Or how do you live that balanced life or at least practice towards it? Mm. I used to think that every day needed to be balanced or every week needed to be balanced and you needed to hit all pie, all pieces of the pie in a single week or a single day. But I'm very seasonal in that sometimes I feel like having more fun in my life. And then other times I feel like having more, uh, you know, I just feel more inclined to keep my nose down and work really hard towards my businesses. And so I, I think that what I've stopped doing is I've stopped judging myself on, oh, I should really, you know, do this this week to hit my piece of the, that pie. Uh, but, you know, just my fiance and I, Justin and I, we both seem to be flowing in similar seasons as we go through life. So as, you know, both of us will be super busy with, uh, you know, he'll be, he's taking on more of the real estate team and I'm taking on my, uh, my sales coaching business. So both of us separately will be more inundated. We'll have longer days kind of on a similar schedule of that. And so we both don't get upset with each other when we come home and we're like, okay, love you. Hope you had a great day and night. And I think that, so I think it's important to listen to yourself. If you feel like going really hard, let yourself fall into something, let yourself fall in love with something, play with something, let yourself be obsessed with whatever it is that you want to do without any judgment. And, you know, as soon as you pick your head up, everything else will be there for whatever you want to pick back up. That's beautiful. Um, so the one thing I like to talk about, too, with my guests are, do you have anything that you do for your self-care or any non-negotiables, no matter what's happening in your life, work-wise, relationship-wise, that you do just for Shelby? Yes. And I'll tell a quick story. I used to, I have a friend and when I first met her, she told me that she had a standing nail appointment every three weeks. 
And she, and I thought, you know, getting your nails done was like a treat, like an occasional thing that you would do if you had a little extra money here and there. And I was like, wow, that sounds like a lot of money every three weeks to get your nails done. And she just was like, it's a non-negotiable for me. Like I like getting my nails done. It's me time. I, it's, I want, I just, you know, I will always do it. And I kind of, I really admired that. And I decided I like getting my nails. So that's something that I've decided to not feel bad about. And I've decided, you know, I'm going to do my nails every three weeks. I don't care if, you know, what anybody has to say, I will make the money to sustain my lifestyle. Um, Other things are like, I know I feel good when I dress up nicely and I have a new cute outfit or whatever. And so I, I find I, it's a non-negotiable for me to continue on, you know, working on my appearance or getting a facial or I'm constantly working on myself. I go to the gym every morning and it makes me, yeah, it makes me, it makes me feel good. I think that a lot of times in the past, I would feel guilty about doing something like that or, you know, buying an outfit, I would hesitate and I would be like, do I really need this? And I've started saying like, do I want this? Like, yes. Okay. Get it. Do it. Whatever you want to do. Like, (laughs) this is your life. You don't have to pinch a penny so tight. So that's, that's pretty much it. Thank you. Yeah. The nail thing is, is funny because I'm similar and yeah, again, I'll talk about with friends. Like, what's the point? I was like, it's going to chip. And I'm like, because for that moment, they look so good, you know, and it just feels, and it feels good. And yeah, everyone has their rights and whatever it is, your hair, your nails, could be facial, could be massage, could be just, yeah, watching a silly show on Netflix, you know, it's just giving ourselves that time and that permission, which I think um, we're allowing it more and more as women. But yeah, I think there was a time when it's kind of frowned upon. So I love yeah. that you see that also. I think, I think it's really important that, as you go through life to develop opinions of, do I like this or do I not like this? And, you know, you know, I think that I used to be a lot more passive and a lot more of a people pleaser. And, you know, people would say, Oh, how do you, you know, how do you want it? How do you want this done? And I'm like, Oh, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's fine. You know, whatever. And, I realized in, in continuing to say those answers, then when you don't get something that you, that you want, that you wanted, you, you're, you're the only one to blame. Mm-hmm. So it's up to you to, number one, speak up for the things that you want. But if you don't quite know what you want, then I think you have to go throughout your life and you know, the, in every moment, ask yourself, like, do I like this? Do I like this atmosphere? Do I like where I'm at? Do I like the people I'm with? Do I like what I'm wearing? Do I like what I'm eating? Do I, do I like what I'm doing? And, you know, come up with definitive answers so that, you know, when people ask you, do you want to come to this? Do you want to do this? You know, your, your hard lines, the, the problem that I had growing up when you don't have hard lines, I would end up all the way on the other side of in my comfort in my discomfort zone 
And I wouldn't even know, I didn't even notice that I was getting pushed out of my comfort zone until I looked around and I was like, yeah, I really don't like this. So I think you need to understand your boundaries just by observing how you feel throughout your day. Wow, that's great. That's such a great tip. I was actually going to ask you for a tip or a tool or technique you wanted to share, but I think that is a great one. Unless you have a book or something you wanted to suggest that you think would be great for people who are trying to fill their uh, friendship and social uh, relationships bucket. Mm. Um, I've, there's so many. For some reason, for some reason, the, the one that comes to mind right now that I feel like I was very inspired by lately was Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. He has such an inspiring story of taking no shit from himself and from anybody around him. And I think that once you expect more from yourself and you work really hard, I mean, literally listening to this audio book made me feel like I could move a mountain. It, mm. it was so inspiring. I think I, the next after, like while reading that book, I think I ran on a treadmill for like five miles. It, it's, <laughs> it's absolutely insane. His story is insanity. And I think that if you continue to work on yourself and inspire yourself and take no shit from yourself, then that's when you start looking around. Because if you don't take any shit from yourself, you're not going to take any, any shit from anybody else. Sure. As, soon, as, soon as, you, as soon as you raise your own standards, then the standards around you in your life will start to raise as well. And I would say start, start with yourself and really knowing yourself and understanding yourself. And from there, you'll, you'll have a better idea of who you want to surround yourself with. Oh, for sure. High vibes only, I like to say. Yes. Um, well, thank you so much, Shelby, for that. It's a great book that I put on my list to read now. Um, if we want to reach you, if the audience wants to learn more about what you're up to and especially about your upcoming um, events that we chatted on, how um, can they do that? Instagram, website, or what's the best way? Instagram is the best way. It's the one that I keep up with the most. I have links in my bio on Instagram. So Instagram is shelby.sidler. So it's at S-H-E-L-B as in boy, Y dot Seidler, S-E-I-D as in David, L-E-R. Perfect. And that will be in the notes too. Um, well, thank you so much again for joining us. For those listening, if you like this episode and you want to hear more like them, please subscribe, like, follow, and or share. Um, thank you, everyone. Until next time, I'm wishing you all good health, lots of love, and happiness. Thanks, Shelby. Thank you.